Hey y'all, just a quick heads up. The episode you're about to listen to is eight to 10 years old. Now, these episodes were intended to be evergreen and I still believe there's a lot of good information in these early episodes, but I do wanna let you know that some of my ideas have evolved over time. Times have changed since we made these episodes and ultimately, I'd like to think I've grown a lot as an artist and a human and that these don't necessarily represent my best work or the best of the podcast. If you're new around here, I suggest starting with the most recent episode or at least go back to around 300 and move forward from there. Enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, it's the Creative Pep Talk Podcast with me, Andy J. Miller, commercial artist extraordinaire. The podcast is popping off. We're still number two on the design charts. I'm pumped out of my mind about it. So awesome. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being excited about the show and sharing it and loving it and sending me messages. You guys are so awesome. I'm pumped. Thank you. Today we have a new show as if it could be an old one. It's a new one. We're interviewing Jeremy Slagle. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But before we get into that, let's get into the nitty gritty. Okay, let's get on with the show. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Yushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you wanna hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new Fluid Engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it. Got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him like, you should go check it out. You're gonna be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was gonna tell you about this new site anyway. Go check it out, anyjpizza.com if you wanna see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you, where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. (laughs) 
So today on the show, I interview a friend of mine, Jeremy Slagle, a new friend. He's a Columbus, Ohio native. He's a commercial artist, graphic designer, illustrator, whatever you want to say. He makes fantastic work. You should go check it out, slagledesign.com. He has some fantastic work on there. My favorite is the Luna Burger packaging. Oh, man. I saw that in store, actually, before I knew it was him, and I just marveled over the tastiness of the package. I never actually tasted the burgers, but I'm sure they're good, too. So this is rest part two. We already did rest part one with Jeffrey Bowman, and rest part three will be with Brandon Reich, and that'll be out pretty soon. We talk about the importance of rest, and because this is a creative career show, not because it's the most important thing, but because it's about creativity, we talk about how rest can actually make your work better, can make you more productive. Uh, I heard a really interesting story told on the latest episode of the Tim Ferriss podcast, an interview with Derek Sithers, who is the founder of CD Baby, and he said something that I think gets to the heart of this whole issue. He said that he used to do this bike ride uh, in California. It took him 43 minutes, and he would just go super hard, really intense, hated every second of it, and like red face, sweating like crazy, just pouring his guts out, you know, and going all in. And he would just do that ride, and it got to the point where he just couldn't stand to do it anymore. He didn't want to do it. Uh, He ruined it. And so one day he decides that he's just going to go take a leisurely ride. He's not going to push it really hard and just kind of enjoy it and not worry too much because he was just sick of doing the hard race. He does this big ride, you know, same same path and everything and really enjoys it, looks around, just has, has a great time and just takes it all in. And when he's done, he looks at his watch and he realizes it took him 45 minutes two minutes longer than the crazy intense version and he actually loved it and I think this gets to the heart of what we're talking about is that you can grind and hustle and go crazy but there's a certain point where all that extra effort that you're making isn't paying off it's not helping you it's not pushing the needle forward In fact, I would argue there's a certain amount of hustle. There's a certain amount of being switched on too often that actually becomes anti-productive. It means that your best time, the time when you should be producing your best work, you're not full, you're not energized, you're not working from a place of being full. You know, you're, you're, you're running on empty and therefore even your best moments aren't as good as they should be. And we talk about that. So without further ado, let's get to the conversation with my man, Jeremy Slagle, fantastic designer, great person, had a great time talking with this guy. Thank you, Jeremy. Here it is. What I want to talk about, um, Admittedly, I'm talking to a few different people about this, and uh, uh, it's about rest mm. and how that um, changes the way that you are creative and how successful you are in terms of being creative. Um, and I admittedly am really bad at rest, uh, and I and that sounds like um, you're. Are you an Office fan? The Office. Yes. Okay. So one of my favorite things is where Michael says. Uh, they ask him what his weaknesses are, and he says that he works too hard and he cares too much. And uh, and then they're like, well, what are your strengths? He's like, well, actually, they're also my strengths. And, uh, 
So saying that I hate rest <laughs> makes great. me sound like I'm an incredibly hard worker, and I don't consider myself to be type A, incredibly hard worker. I do find myself to be mentally consumed by creativity. And uh, so I had a friend that suggested I do an episode on rest, and it's something that I'm always trying to get better at. And so this is less, some of the podcasts are like, here's what I've learned. But this one's more of a, let's try to learn something about this. Um, and, and, and seeing the things that you've done, I'm just assuming that it's something that you've had to go through too. So mm-hmm. I, when I say rest, what come in, in terms of work, what comes to mind for you? Well, um, so back in 1998, uh, a good friend of mine and I uh, started a small agency and you know, both of us were newly married. Um, he was, he had his first kid. Um, and we were both really trying to figure out how we were going to be able to be, you know, dads and husbands and still be able to, you know, do good work. But the places we were working at the time were just, I mean, the hours were insane. Um, you know, at the drop of a hat, you could find out on Friday that you were going to work the weekend. Mm. And, um, you know, and it wasn't uncommon for them to keep you there till really late. And, uh, you know, we just, we really, that was kind of one of the big motivating factors for us is we really love what we do and we really want to keep doing it. How do we do this? Um, and so, you know, we both started out and is kind of a grand experiment to a certain extent, but it, you know, for 12 years we ran and then towards at some points, you know, especially during the summers, we would just basically say, you know, for instance, Fridays are optional. Mm-hmm. Everybody that worked for us knew Fridays were optional. Yeah. And if you were still at the office at 530, um, we'd run you out the door. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not supposed to be here. You have, you have family. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we had a few employees and, um, and that was one of the things that we really stuck to over the years was unless you're, beh- unless you're, you know, if, if you're keeping up and getting your work done mm-hmm. and you're going to, we're going to be able to deliver quality work on time don't live at the office because yeah. you're you are a creative battery and if you don't get recharged you're gonna run dry yeah. and then you're useless yes you and know? one of the ways that uh the one of the pictures that i kind of thought of and i'm sure i'm the first person to make this reference but um the way that i've seen it is it's not unlike restarting your computer mm. in that um you can grind it to the to the bone and and you can think that restarting the computer is actually going to waste your time but in the long run it works so much faster mm. that at, that you actually get a lot more done by having that rest built in yeah um, because you know it clears out the files and all that kind of stuff yeah. so um i definitely that resonates with me yeah uh, so i mean work hours like you know i was on a panel a few years ago with uh, csca and they were asking about you know how do you how do you draw um how do you create boundaries with your clients? Mm. And I basically said, I'm very upfront about the fact that I don't work past five and I don't do weekends. And then the next panelist uh, who works for a larger agency in town took the microphone and she said, what's a weekend? Right. Yes, absolutely. And actually for me, just um, on the, maybe a little bit pushing it more towards the illustration side, a thing that I've noticed is um, in order, because I work with a lot of agencies, a lot of ad agencies that are kind of the middlemen between me and the, in the yeah. corporation and uh often the the workflow that works really well for them is to pass it to me on friday right. and then get it back on monday so they don't lose any time but then i'm at my desk the whole time and i i try not to do that when it's when it's possible um one of the ways that 
I've started to build boundaries that's helped me is I pretty much refuse to do work for hire um, just in terms of like people paying me for a day rate because I've found that uh, if they, th that, you know, a day rate's supposed to be an eight hour thing, but it's really from the minute you get up to the minute you go to sleep, right. we'd like you to go to sleep at 3 a.m. So, right. <laughs> yeah, so I was basically said, right. I'm not doing that. I'm not selling my time, yeah. uh, if at all possible. I'll sell, you know, my my ideas and my mm -hmm. projects and my finished work. But yeah, yeah and, well, you mentioned something else, and that is sleep. I mean, that's that's another thing that's been really big for us. I mean, mm -hmm. my my wife and I are usually, I mean, usually there's exceptions, obviously, but we're usually in bed at nine thirty or ten o'clock mm -hmm. at night. Yeah. Um, because in, and I found that when I do that and I get up and I get that the most valuable time of my day is from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Yeah. I can get more done in those three hours than I could if, if I, if I, then I can pr pretty much get 90% of what I need yeah. to get done in those like, three, I'm three or four hours. I'm actually exactly the same. And uh, I know it's like a common misconception about creative people that they're most prolific at night or whatever. Mm -mm. That's a, obviously everybody's different. But for me, I've even found that when I've been up against a deadline in the past year, uh, when it's 10 o'clock, rather than stay up till 4 a.m. or whatever, I actually go to sleep, get up at 4 a.m. And that time, 4 a.m. to 10, I'm so productive. Yep. I get infinitely more done doing that yep. than, than I would staying up all night. And so I like that. Cause, and I like you saying that because I think uh, you only develop that type of self-awareness in practice and learning your rhythms and all yep. that. And yep. Yeah. That's uh, so one of the things I'm really focusing on for 2016 is – you know, um, I, I have some friends that are also small business owners, uh, and they they encouraged me last year to kind of start setting some boundaries as far as you. Know, I I get to a point where I get through the end of a week, and I would go, I've had meetings all week. I have not had time to actually make work anything. on a project. Yeah. So um, they basically encouraged me take some days, just mark them off your calendar, and say I don't do meetings. Yes. So this this year, Mondays and Fridays have been my. I mean, with if it's an existing client mm -hmm. and it's helping me move that project forward, I will meet on Mondays yeah. and Fridays. Yeah. But if it's you know someone just wants to to shoot the breeze or it's something that has nothing to do with an existing project, yes, I will not do it on Mondays and Fridays. And I'm actually going to tailor my schedule more this year as as going to this year is to start scheduling more of my meetings in the afternoons mm -hmm. and less in the mornings. That's because great. I, totally. I, yeah, because by the time if I'm meeting my whole morning and then I come to the afternoon, I'm 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 burnt out. I'm not. I I can't be as productive. I've basically and I've done the same thing. Uh, not I don't have as many meetings per se, but I do try to keep that morning time kind of sacred. Of like, this is when I execute. Stuff. Yep. And, yep. I, and yeah, I think I totally uh, support people trying to investigate themselves and notice those rhythms, and that's massive part of like getting the right kind of rest. Another thing that uh, I've, I talked to um, my friend, the last person that was on the podcast, Jeff Bowman, we talked about how as you go further in your career that you realize that all parts of your life are deeply connected to your work. And mm -hmm. so if you're healthy and you feel good and you're well-rested and even sleep, uh, that your work is so much better, again, goes against common misconceptions about artists being kind of like tragic figures that drink and are all over the place and, right. you know, 
Um, so yeah, I think that that's, that's a really good thing, uh, to perpetuate. Well, I mean, I think we were created to work. I mean, I think that's kind of our function. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, and when I say that, it may sound like I'm saying that that's all we should do, but that's not the case. But, but that is our main, that is our main role is Mm -hmm. to work. It's to, it's to express whatever gifts we have in a way that allow us to impact the world, to, um, allow us to feed our families, yep. to allow us to grow in our skills and do new things and create new opportunities. It's also to help you know our clients to be able to uh, you know hire new people and open another location and do whatever needs to be done in order to promote their business and see that their welfare is, is taken care of as well. Yep. But in order for us to be really good at work, yep. we have to be really good at not working so that when totally. we work, we can be really good at it. Yeah, you know? yep. And you're doing it from a place of um, being full and being, you know, high energy, not, you know, uh, coming from a place that's empty. Yeah. But that that's totally uh, accurate. Um, do you, have you ever struggled or do you struggle leaving your work? Uh, I mean, you work uh, at a home office that's you built mm-hmm. and it's super nice and we're sat in it. And, uh, but, and so you're, you're, you're connected to your house. Um, you're connected uh, to your family in a way that someone that works away isn't. I also work at home, um, even a little bit. I, I work separately, but not as separate as this. Um, do you find you have a difficult um, difficulty leaving the work at the office per se? Physically, no. Yeah. Um, my my kids are basically doing a thirty second countdown almost every day at five o'clock. Yeah. And they're standing by my desk and they're waiting, they're watching the time on the top of my Mac to switch to five o'clock yeah. so they can pull me away. Yes. I really need that. And I love that about my kids. And my wife is very, very um, protective of our family time. And yeah. I really appreciate Mine that. Mine too. Totally. And I, I love that. Yes. Um, where I have a hard time is mentally. Um, this you is know, where I'm going. And yeah. Right. Yeah. So like for me, it's, it's more the ideas are still cranking in my head. I'm not sitting in front of my computer. I don't have my sketchbook out. I'm not looking through books for inspiration, but my mind is still thinking about that deadline tomorrow or it's, you know, thinking about whatever, whatever it happens to be, you know, how am I going to, how am I going to bridge this conversation with my client tomorrow? Or do I have that PDF on my laptop yet? Because I have to present that to a group tomorrow. You know, it's those kinds of little things that go on. I'm, I, I do my best to not go there, yeah. but it's just, it pops up, especially when I'm not engaging with my kids, yeah, yeah. you know, when my mind kind of goes, that's my default setting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll whip out my cell phone a lot of times and I'll just send myself an email yeah. that says like, remember to put the PDF on your laptop in the morning. And, then the and once I hit send, I've cleared that thought from my mind and I know that it'll be there later. And that, uh, that's great. Cause that, what I wanted to ask you was if you've gotten better and how and what things do you do? Because for me, the, part of the reason I want to do this episode is uh, I get, I, I'm so um, unhappy with the level of mentally being able to detach um, and, and, and be present outside of it. Mm. Um, a lot of it comes from it being so hard to get the career off the ground, just mm. having to invest so much time and energy. Mm. Another part of it is is probably that I do think that when you're um, when you're at rest, sometimes you 
uh, sometimes that is the time to creative. So like sometimes that's when a solution comes mm -hmm. when you're not right. right in front of the computer. So that's good too. Mm -hmm. But then on the side note, how do you, um, have you learned any other things that keep you more in the moment outside of work? Yeah. I mean, I, the other thing I do is three days a week. I have gym time scheduled. So from, you know, three days a week from like 11 to one thirty. Mm -hmm. um, I'm at the gym and yeah. I lift and then I hit the spin spin class for a little bit or whatever. Yep. Um, it's great because my wife actually joins me for that. So right. she'll she'll crack the whip. Uh, it's so funny. Every once in a while, she'll just walk by. You're planning on being in spin class today, right? You know, yes, I will be there. Yeah. Um, but it's but for me, to t even in the middle of the day, sometimes after I've gotten past that, like that really great solid work time in the morning to be able to sit and you know, kind of clear my head a little bit, put some headphones on, do a spin class. The funny thing is, is it's kind of like, I have that problem where I'll have a word in and I just can't, there's certain words that I just cannot get. They're at the tip of my tongue. Yeah. And it's, and it's, there's, there's like yeah. a, a handful of words that I can never pull up. As soon as I stop thinking about the words, that's when I remember the yeah. word. And so I found a lot of times where if I'm trying to come up with a concept for something and I'm just been like, you know, I've been just concept, 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 and I just can't get the right thing. I'll get on a spin bike, and all of a sudden, it'll be just like, boom, yeah. it'll hit me. Yeah. Because my brain is now, like, focused on something completely different. Yep. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, that's I, actually, uh, sorry to cut you No, off. it's okay. Uh, just that, you know, I don't remember the exact place that I heard it, but I know scientifically that there is, there's real reason why um, cramming on trying to fix something mm -hmm. Uh, is important, but then usually it's only um, when your subconscious has had time with it yep. that you actually have a breakthrough. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. And that's and so you that's know, why rest is I'll, so important. I, like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you only can get so much. I mean, I, I I know a lot of folks that work at agencies in town. Yeah. Um, and they just like I don't know how they do it. I don't mm. know how they I work till eight o'clock every night. I can't understand it. And, and, and especially I, as a family man, but then also just generally, I just don't, I can't relate to that. I don't, my battery doesn't, my battery charge doesn't last that long. Me neither. I do feel like, and maybe it's, and maybe it's a young, I mean, I hear a lot of speakers. I you know, go to the Adobe conference. I've, yeah. I'm involved with the local CSCA. And you have a lot of these kind of the young gun designers and stuff like that. Yeah. And they come in and they tend to preach this concept of never sleep. Crazy hustle. Yeah. Crazy hustle. I'm never glad sleep. you touch on this because I really want to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I, I, I think that maybe it's just you know I'm 41. Uh -huh. There's a point in time, and I remember when I first started out, where you know for me to work late wasn't as big of a deal as it is. I didn't have a family. Yeah. I didn't have, and so I do think that there's. There's a time when maybe my battery was a lot more, you know, would hold hold a little yeah, more charge yeah, than yeah. it does today. Yeah. Um, and and I think part of it is is your priorities shift. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a family, your priorities shift. Yeah. Um, you know, last thing any dad wants to hear is that, uh, you know, at, on his on his deathbed or in his, in his old age is that you wish you would work less. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, and that's one of those things where I, I really want to prioritize my family, but. Um, you know, and no one says, I wish I would have worked more. Right. Nobody yeah. ever says that. But when I hear people come and speak at these things, it's like, you have to love what you do so much that you don't sleep. You yeah. know, you, you leave your job at the agency and then you go work on your personal projects and you hang out with your friends and you work on stuff till two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. 
great. That's great for you. And I think I just I think there's a reality of it though, is that it that sounds good for a time for a season. For a season. Yeah. But at some point in time, if if your priorities get too out of whack, mm-hmm. What good is working really well if your marriage is a shambles? Yeah. What's what good is working crazy hours and if your relationship with your kids is out of balance? Because that just that to me just screws up everything. And I don't. Uh, so I don't think that ultimately the work is the most important. So no, I'm not saying I that. Agree. I'm not saying that the fact. So the, I'm, they're all connected. These right. things. Yeah. And so if your marriage is you know going down. Uh, it's going to hurt your creative work. And I don't say that because I think the creative work's the most important, but because this is a creative podcast, I'm just saying that you can't ignore the rest of your life and just continue to make the best work. Yeah. Um, So I I totally agree with that. And I think... um, And and to answer the the other thing about rest that came to my mind was, rest doesn't mean that you're not doing something... Rest doesn't mean you're taking a nap. True. Yes, totally true. Rest may mean... You know what? I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna take some painting classes, or I'm gonna. Yeah. I want to further my skills, but it's not client work. It's something I want to do to to further my creative skills. Yes. And it's something that's just like calming. It's relaxing. You know, it could be taking figure drawing classes. Mm-hmm. It could be whatever it is, taking photography class, or yeah. or gardening, or cooking class, or something like that. It doesn't mean you're not doing anything. I think a lot of times people think rest means. That, sitting still that and you, moving and yeah that yeah. you're inactive yeah totally and actually uh i want to i want to come back to that real quick but i just wanted to mention that part of the reason i wanted to do this episode was to combat the hustle mentality not because i went through that season i did totally and if i wasn't married with kids i would be the type of person that would be hard to get away from my desk and i and mm-hmm. i'm not saying any of that's good but uh i wanted to combat that the idea that um that in order to be successful at art uh, or, or creative things, that you need to be the same type of type A person that would be successful as an accountant because I'm not like that. A lot of people that are that are successful in creative careers are not those same types of workaholic people. Uh, just in terms of a lot of the productivity I have is messing around with pictures, which is not an in a work in energy. Right. Um, and so anyway, I wanted to combat that and kind of think harder on that because I don't think it's the full picture. Right. Like I said, I do like you said, I think it is there is a season where you do need to push really hard, break through on some areas. Um, so I definitely love what you said about that. Um, yeah. I've been really blessed to not to not have to do a hustle. Yes. Um, you know, starting my own agency was was a real blessing to me just simply because the way that it worked was the agency that we had been running for 12 years, we closed. Mm-hmm. So I had all those clients to work with, yeah. which was really awesome. So I, I was able to literally like hit the ground running with my own thing. If And I, I can see that that may, you know, some people might be like, oh yeah, yeah, Jeremy, you know, you're not speaking from experience. And, and to a certain extent, if I had gone out and I had a non-compete agreement and I couldn't work with any of my clients, there would have been a time where I would have had to do a lot of serious yeah. hustle and, and setting up meetings. And I just, that's one thing that I was able to really be able to not have to worry about. I do so, think uh, that's another um, interesting thing. And I don't, I don't want to pinpoint it exactly because I don't know, but like there's a part of that that has a degree of your patience or um, your personality in terms of, 
I always knew that I would struggle to do work in an office for someone else. Um, and so there was a degree mm. of that hustle that was necessary because I wasn't willing to go through a more, a slower channel mm-hmm. or a channel that I, I just knew I couldn't do that. And so I think there are, there are just different things. I think if you can have the patience, there's a lot of value to, to doing it the, the, that way. Um, but yeah, the other side of it is just what you said about rest, not always being, you know, taking a nap or being inactive. One of the things that I'm learning with my kids is um, there's something about when I switch gears from work mode to family mode, um, there was a long time where I'm trying to force completely being a different person in family mode because that means I'm not working. Right. Whereas, you know, if I paint a picture with my kids, then I'm really, then I'm feeling great about rest. Right. Whereas if I'm trying to like, you know, let's go to football practice. I'm like, no, I don't, I have no interest in sports. Like I'm not, you know what I mean? So, um, and it's not me. So I do think like embracing your strengths and weaknesses in your rest is a good idea just in the same way. Yeah. I mean, both my kids are makers. Yeah. I mean, it's what they do. Yeah. My son is right below us right now in my wood shop. Yeah. And every once in a while I'm hearing him banging a hammer. He's down there making something. That's awesome. You know, my daughter is constantly crocheting or knitting or building a dollhouse or, you know, what have you she's just it's just in her it's what she does so for me it's been really fun recently um my son and i have been getting these really awesome downloadable star wars uh paper models that take 48 pages worth of stuff that we run off on the color laser printer and then we cut them out and score them the thing that's been really awesome for me is is i love packaging and i love the idea of 3d Uh uh foldable things yeah and you know he's 13 he's just turned 14 but for the last few years, we've been doing those. And I'm just thinking about, like, I I can think that way. Like, uh-huh. I can look at a piece of paper and figure out how I, it would be cut and folded and t- this slot fits into this to make yeah. this, like, 3D object. Yeah. But I didn't have the opportunity to do the stuff he does. He's building these things. Right. And I'm just thinking, like, if he wants to go into design someday, if this is kind of a career path for him, he's learning this stuff way earlier yes. than I ever yeah. did. And that's awesome. That is yeah. Really so cool. just helping create those... Um, you know, those bridges in their own brains as they're developing. And, you know, I'm very fortunate to have two kids that love to, I don't know what I would do right. if my kids were, were just like, like Not you said, football that. players. Yeah, yeah. They love my, they both do sports. They yeah, love sports, yeah. but I don't see it as being like a career path. For them. Right. Yeah. And they're not mutually exclusive. You can be a sports right. guy and, but I'm not, but <laughs> I think that, yeah, I think that that, well, and, and I think, you know, you're fortunate to a degree and then to another degree, you know, genetically, they're fifty percent you. There's probably common ground yeah. that you can find it there, and um, yeah. So anyway, um, well, I think that's it. Unless you had any other things that you wanted to add. No, I think that's it. I mean, yeah. I you know, one of the things you did mention is that you're you know, I love the fact that you spend time with students. You know, you've uh-huh. got that side yeah. of you. Yep. I love spending time with students. Me too. Um, I love opportunities to do portfolio reviews. Um, I speak to colleges all the time. And I, I do try to do my best to help kids kind of yeah, have a little bit of balance about, yes. about what their career is going to look like someday. And I think rest is totally. a part of that. It's like, just be calm, just relax. A lot of kids have a lot of anxiety coming sure. out of college. It's just like, it's going to be fine. Yes. You're going to do well. Yep. Work on personal projects and do a great, you know, do a killer job on your portfolio. Um, and, and to just kind of not 
the, the anxiety I think sometimes can just be overwhelming. So absolutely, I think just working with students to help them do, you know, with their portfolio and just kind of set their expectations for what, you know, just do, be yourself, do your best Something work. that came out of the conversation I had, uh, the previous one on this topic that was the same thinking was just that I think you're, you're under so much pressure when you're going through college mm-hmm. and you're, you're trying and, and the, it's so daunting to a creative career, uh, and the possibility of breaking into that, that, um, you do have to cannonball into the industry and just immerse yourself with it. Right. But the problem that happens um, somewhere along the way, uh, you end up making uh, illustration or design for designers about design, and there's no real connect. There's no life to that, right? Because it's not real. It's not right. you know. It's it's a it's a very niched thing that to a bunch of people that don't have infinite cash flow to right. invest in what you're doing. So right. there's value in all that, but it's something I always try to say. Uh, my friend who I talked to previously realized that getting really connected to the outdoors and, and diving mm-hmm. deep into that was an outlet for his work that yeah. made more sense in the, in a, with real usability, you know, yeah. real utility yeah. to the design he was making. And so there is a part of it that if you are this one-dimensional all I eat, sleep, drink, design, and yep. all of that, that your work will be one dimensional. And that's an, that's in the, in our, in our world, in our career, whatever, uh, yeah. that's an, un, that is not a popular statement to make. No, I know that. I know. And I, and I agree with you hundred percent. I think there's too much of this, like you, you can be better. Yeah. You can, you know, unless you're willing to work all night long and blah, blah, blah. It's just, I just don't, I don't work that way. I yeah. mean, there's probably people that do. It doesn't work for me. Yes. And I, and like I said, yeah, there was a season where I was a lot more intensely, you know, dedicated into this zone. But at the end of the day, um, there's, there's a point where, um, there's more productive productivity and letting go than yep. there is in like white knuckle, just <laughs> busting through. It totally agree. Yeah. Totally so. agree. Awesome. Well, I really appreciated this. Uh, thanks for letting me come in here and do this. And uh, I hope that we get to do it again. Great. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you. Anytime. All right. Thanks. Well, I want to thank Jeremy Slagle for taking the time out of his day to do that. It was a great conversation. We got through so many really interesting points about how important it is to have a balance of work and rest and how they they really work together in kind of a cyclical fashion. So thank you, Jeremy. You know, here's a guy who is just, you know, going about, quietly going about the business, making tons of great work, you know, um, really passionate about the work and, and does great things. So go check out that work. It's fantastic. Thanks, Jeremy. Really, really appreciate it. Okay, so that's the podcast for this week. I hope it was a real treat, a real gift for you. I hope that, uh, especially as we're going into the holiday season, uh, you know, I guess it's kind of appropriate to be talking about rest. I, I hope that you get some time where you get to really step away from creativity and be with family. Thanks for uh, uh, having these conversations with me. Thank you for uh, allowing me to do this by backing the Patreon that's a, a big part of why I can spend so much time on this. I hope that it is a gift for you, and I hope that um, hope I can do it for a long time. So, guys, do whatever it takes to stay pepped out of your minds about creativity and about your work so that you can keep at it, 
keep your head down, have the discipline to kick tons of booties. I will be back next week. Thank you guys. Speak to you soon.